every one of you who confesses Jesus as Lord of the universe signs up for a significance beyond anything you ever dreamed. And I mean business men and women here, homemakers, students, to belong to Jesus is to embrace the nations. Your heart was made for this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Made for Missions podcast, where our heart is to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission. For more information, go to my website at mikefalkenstein.com. That's Mike Falkenstein, F-A-L-K-E-N-S-T-I-N-E.com. And to find out more about our ministry projects worldwide, go to our ministry website, 18catalyst.org. Thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for this, the 52nd episode of the Made for Missions podcast. I'm Mike Falkenstein here with Ken Watmore. And Ken, we're celebrating the kind of the one full year of the Made for Missions podcast. And it's kind of fun to think about all that's happened over the last year, isn't it? Yeah, it seems like it went quick when you think about it. Yeah, it really does. It really does. And you've been here with us uh, all but the uh, first four episodes, and so it's been so fun to do this together with you. And yeah, it's fun. I was just telling you, it's fun. There's kind of the medium of podcast. You know, we have people in Europe and Singapore and Hong Kong and kind of all over, all over America that are listening. And so we know we have folks listening, and it's just incredible kind of the day and age we live in that we can be, you know, reaching that kind of audience and that. Yeah, I'm always amazed at technology and kind of where we're at. You know, it's uh, it's remarkable for me to think that we can literally, you know, interact with people all the time, no limits really, via internet that just changed the world, right? Yeah, it really is something. And who knows? I mean, I can't even really imagine kind of how it gets better from here. But certainly, you know, I mean, things continue to go more and more to the internet and cloud-based services, and it's really cool. Yeah, I think we see we're starting to see some of the technology that will make things better visually, probably. Yeah, uh, as it relates yeah, the to video communication, piece. but the video mm-hmm. piece of communication, right, uh, mm-hmm. is is where I see it going next. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, the quick example of that is, you know, I have two friends that are also both president of their ministries as well, and we have this thing that was on a platform called Blab, and now uh, that went out of business, and we have another one called Fire Talk. And uh, we run these seminars, essentially, on different topics. So the three of us show up on the screen together. Others can join us. And we have fantastic conversations. And, of course, I'm here in Colorado. The other guy's in uh, Thailand. And the third guy's in South Carolina. But we just talk as if we're in the same room together. So that's pretty cool. So, well, Ken, I, you know, I uh, thinking about this anniversary of the Made for Missions podcast, I had what hopefully will be kind of a fun idea. So I thought, you know, it'd be fun to do kind of a greatest hits of the Made for Missions podcast over the last year and just play a few clips of things that I thought were just sort of most monumental of the, as we've been doing the podcast. As it turned out, Ken, actually, I thought about just picking five of them and I couldn't just pick five. So I got to the first five and I was only on episode 24. And so what I thought we'd do is we'd make this kind of a two-part kind of anniversary special. We'll do five of the top clips today. Well, we'll play them. You and I will just make some quick comments about them and then we'll do the same thing for the next episode 
and kind of that'll allow us to get from 24 all the way to 51. And so uh, how does that sound to you? That sounds great. Yeah. Great. Well, the first clip that we'll play is a really literally from episode number one. So in episode one, I was with my friend, Mike Nelson, who originally helped us uh, help me get this started. And so the clip is me just talking about kind of the beginning of the kind of the vision for the Made for Missions podcast, how it came about, what God did to it. And so uh, to get us started. So let's listen to that now and then we'll come back and make a few comments. Yeah, well, in terms of the podcast, you know, I have a heart to mobilize Christians towards the Great Commission, which, you know, in the 21 years that I've been in full-time ministry, you know, I've always kind of felt like there's been a general misperception about the Great Commission, people's involvement. You know, there's always been kind of this idea that, well, Mike, you've been called to China, so that's kind of your job. And boys, I've done the study about this, particularly through the Bible, I think, that really it is the, you know, this command that Jesus gives us is one that, you know, we all, we all should take pretty seriously. And so, you know, I've been sort of in the last couple of years in a little bit of a transition in terms of my ministry, you know, the projects that we've been doing with China Resource Center have been, have been changing a little in that the, uh, you know, we had two things that we were doing in China, one being serving the growth of the church in China through rural Bible distribution and rural church building. And quite frankly, there are enough ministries now doing rural Bible distribution that we, we've we not yet completely met the need, but we've almost, and at least in terms of Bible distribution, it's changed to kind of seeing what God has next for us because we've kind of worked ourselves out of a job. And so, you know, I've just been praying about what God would want. And I just have, over the last couple of years, felt like, you know, this whole idea, I'm a pretty good educator, mobilizer. I'd sure love to to help people learn more about how they personally can be involved in this command that Jesus gives us to go and make disciples of all nations. Well, Ken, that uh, first clip, that was kind of where it all started, and it's kind of fun to go back and look and see me hearing myself talk about the original vision, and now a year later, you know, seeing kind of what we've, all the things we've talked about, and sharing, you know, how to think about, you know, how to how for people to share their faith and their testimony, and the, we had my friend Dudley come on and, you know, talk about reaching your neighbors, and, you know, it's kind of cool to hear that original vision and see kind of what's happened over the last year, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, knowing that you, you know, you've stayed true to that kind of mission that you, you know, that you're on and I don't see anything changing. That's, that's good. I mean, it's this, this continual push to help people realize one, that they are called to share Christ and two, how, you know, to encourage them. One thing I know that we always come back to is this kind of idea of encouraging, you know, not, because we we point out a lot of things that we think are wrong, right? Yeah, that's uh, but then, right. But then we go back and talk about, well, you know, that's how do we encourage people to go from that point to the to the next step, which is to you know start learning how to fulfill the Great Commission in their own lives and reach people for Christ. So I think the mission is true and on on point and staying on the right path. Everything everything that you were pushing for is happening and it's great. Yeah, it is great. Probably the only other comment for me on that first clip is just to think about the, you know, when I recorded that a year ago, I really was in a kind of a limbo state. Right, you know, right. I, I'd been applying for some other jobs potentially and doing some other things and trying to see kind of what God had next. And so to take what the, the original vision of the podcast and really then to roll that over into what is now 
you know, what ain't Catalyst, and we're kind of just plugging along with that ministry now, which we're including the mobilizing and equipping Christians towards Great Commission fulfillment as part of that that mission statement, you know, it's really cool because again, I didn't know about one eight catalyst at that time or what exactly God wanted to do. And so I guess if there is a lesson there, it's just sort of, yeah, sometimes as God puts you through things, you just kind of take the steps that he gives you and then you kind of wait and see what he has in the future, you know, not to get too ahead of yourself. So great. Well, can the uh, second clip on our greatest hits tour of this uh, on this episode is from episode 14 and uh, you are with us you were with me at that point and so we began this uh, five point uh, five part series on what at that time we were calling the great commissionless church of course after i ran into my pastor friend todd wagner and he talked about this deal that pastors make that kind of that kind of played a little bit or made it a little bit more i mean he and i were talking about the same things just in a different way you know and so let's play this clip and then this is just kind of introducing this idea of the great commissionless church have a deep heart for missions and as i've examined this in some detail i've just come up with this phrase that i'm calling the great commissionless church and it's a church that really just has an absence of great commission activities and you know in, in some ways if you have a church it is at least in part a great it has some great commission details in it right but there's a lot of churches i'm finding more and more churches i'm finding who actually just they have an absence of great commission activities and so my hope is that as we introduce in this a first podcast in a series of the Great Commissionless Church in week one, what is a Great Commissionless Church? I hope then to be able to go to another four weeks of how a church becomes a great commissionless church. And so we've got really four reasons that, that I found, and we're going to talk about those in subsequent episodes. The hope being, of course, that for those listening, whether you're a pastor, a ministry leader at your church, or you're just a congregation member who has a heart for missions, my hope is to be able to mobilize you all to be able to go to your leaders, to go to your pastors, or if you're the pastor, to be able to say, boy, yeah, Mike, I, we're just, we've got this absence and I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And I know that the Bible tells me that the church was established primarily to accomplish, right? The Great Commission. So Ken, that's kind of where it started in terms of, you know, challenging uh, churches to just examine, you know, what kind of where they were at with the Great Commission. The I just mentioned before the clip about my friend Todd Wagner, and of course, you and I have talked about this. His take on this is that a lot of churches make a deal with their people that they say, well, just give us some money to keep the lights on. We won't ask much of you. And together we'll say that we're doing everything that God wants us to do. And yet it's clear, isn't it? I mean, we've, this is going to be kind of re repetitive, but the Bible calls us to more. It sure seems like, doesn't it? Yeah, no doubt about it. And what I remember through that series is being really encouraged in knowledge. I remember we talked about this, that that I'm I'm very lucky to be part of a church that's that right. Super active in this area. You know, mm -hmm. the, uh, we've got a church that really pushes its people to great commission fulfillment, church that's heavily involved in outreach, both locally and abroad. So I just remember during that time, just recognizing all the little things that our church is doing. And then again, like we talked about encouraging 
other churches to be involved in ways that they could be involved in that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's right. And I remember too that we, as you just mentioned before the about the last clip, you know, we were always trying to yeah point out kind of what was happening, but then also say, hey, let us encourage you to yeah to get involved, you know, yeah. to, to kind of have kind of have feet on the ground, boots on the ground, so to speak. Yeah. Even some you know, simple ways you can do it. Yeah, that's right. So that's always good. And I, I picked that one out because, of course, that was really the the foundation for a lot of what we did in, you know, subsequent episodes. And so that was good. Well, the, the last three, Ken, actually are all from interview episodes that we did in the first, his first year. And so the first one was from Chuck Lawless. I interviewed him. He is the Dean of Graduate Studies at Southeastern Baptist Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. And, you know, what was encouraging about this interview, it was one of the first interview episodes that I did. And you remember these three, these made for missions, three questions that we always ask. Well, this is the and his answer to question number one about is the Great Commission a command for all Christians? So let's listen to that and then we'll be right back. I do, Mike. You read the, the scriptures and Not once, but five times in the New Testament, Jesus gives us something that echoes the the Great Commission in Matthew 28 and Mark 16 and Luke 24 and John 20 and Acts 1-8. And that that, uh, repetition and the sense of urgency of his words both suggest to me that there's, there's something really significant going on here. And there are those, of course, who argue that Jesus was just speaking only to the apostles and, and not to us, but... But it seems to me if that's the case, in Matthew 28, for example, if he was telling just the apostles to make disciples and, and baptize and teach people to obey, then, then you have to take that whole text, meaning all of that was just for the apostles, which means only the apostles were to teach people how to obey Jesus. And we know, we know <laughs> that's not the case. That's right. And so the, the, the text is much broader than that. And, and then if you, if you land where many of, or some have landed today, and that is that that it's the professional clergy, it's the trained people, it's my, my graduate students at Southeastern Seminary, they're the ones who are supposed to be doing all of that work. Well, that's, that's not even who the disciples were. They, they weren't the trained leaders. They were the, they were the tax collectors. They were the fishermen. They were the, the untrained and uneducated. And so Jesus, Jesus gave that command to a bunch of nobodies to go take the gospel to the nations. And that, that command stands for all of us today. Well, Ken, I love this interview, and I would encourage people to go back and listen to the whole thing. But it, uh, but certainly as it relates to, is the Great Commission a command for all Christian? I mean, this is a guy who is a dean of a graduate program, graduate studies at a major seminary, and so this guy is the at equal with any of these intellectuals that are doing biblical studies. And for him to say, yeah, the Great Commission is not just for trained leaders; it's not just for the apostles who were there to hear Jesus say it, you know, I mean, it, it's, it has to be, it's a, it's a command for us all. That's when I knew, I think really at first that, you know, we may actually be onto something here, you know? Right. Right. And I, and what, that is a great interview, by the way, Chuck is great to listen to. I think that we go back to saying this, right? That many people are gifted in many different ways. And so many times you hear maybe people in the church, body saying, you know, well, that's not my gifting. You know, I'm not, I'm not an evangelist. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not really good at talking to people. I'm, I'm gifted in caring for people or making things or putting backpacks together or, 
the truth is, is that irregardless of your gifting in any other area, this could be the one thing that we all have in mm, common, right? Amen. That that's right. It's it, so you. I may not be good at this or that, and you may not be good at this or that, but we all are required to do this. Yeah, that's We're, exactly right. This is right. a requirement. It's obligatory for yeah, that's being right. a Christian. Yeah, I love what you said, and that's really true. And of course, you know, for me to have landed on that as a just a lay leader, really, just doing my own Bible study, was one thing. But to have it just be confirmed by a guy who, you know, a with his experience and his qualifications, his platform, he had every reason to say, you know, Mike, I just don't, I just don't see it, you know. But for him to go, yeah, this is the real deal for us all. And Ken, as to what you said, I I think you're right on one hand that, well, a lot of people do say that, right? Well, I'm not really qualified. I'm not really equipped to do evangelism, but I can do da-da-da. Well, even in making the backpacks or doing the other things, you're going to run into people, That's right. right? And so just to be a, you know, witness for Jesus, even in that is, you know, I mean, God gives us all unique opportunities, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, And I think the point is that, you know, in nowhere... Biblically, does Christ say, now some of you are going to go and share the gospel, you know? Yeah, that's right. And, and some of you are going to do other things. Yeah. yeah. And, and and again, Jesus had every opportunity to say that too, yep, and he doesn't, right. he doesn't give us that out, so to speak. So, right. well, Ken, what a great episode to be a part of as we look back at what God has done over the last year here with the Made for Missions podcast. Let's take a little break. Let our friend Tom Muller say a few words. When we get back, Ken... I want to listen to the interview clip that I've got from Todd Wagner, senior pastor at Watermark Church. And let's uh, let Tom have a few words, and we'll be right back. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Hi, Tom Muller again. I'm often stricken by the passion of the missionaries of the 1800s. They had a clear understanding of the Great Commission command and their responsibility to obey. Listen to a couple of these quotes from these missionary heroes. Hudson Taylor, the first Western missionary to go into the inland provinces of China. The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Or how about Henry Martin, missionary to India and Persia? The Spirit of Christ is the spirit of missions. The nearer we get to Him, the more intensely missionary we become. It is the same spirit that Mike Falkenstein and the Made for Missions team brings to their calling to mobilize Christians toward the Great Commission. For those who want to join Mike and the team with that same zeal, I would encourage you to visit MikeFalkenstein.com and peruse the website and join Mike and his team in mobilizing Christians toward the Great Commission. And the next interview is Todd Wagner. And of course, I, I put that in the, the greatest hits tour, of course, because he's a guy that is just a pastor. He's one of these guys that has, I think, kind of gotten a lot of it right in terms of the way he's run his church. And so let's listen to his answer to that question one on the Made for Missions three questions, and then uh, we'll be back to make a few comments. I think without a doubt, I can't even imagine... You know, it's it's really funny. Sometimes people read the Bible like it's uh, an exhortation only to those who are quote-unquote in vocational ministry. In fact, I did a real truth real quick on that about, you know, about how do you know if you're called into vocational ministry. And I talk about the where that word vocational comes from. And it's just a calling. It's the calling that's on our life. 
And the truth is, there's not a single person who is a Christian that is not a calling on your life. And so every command that's given in Scripture is given to people of God, you know, to be faithful. I mean, obviously there are certain, we, we know that there are some that are pastors, some are teachers, and some are evangelists, but heck, Timothy tells all of us to do the work of an evangelist. You know, when Paul's talking about his life and, and what he says kind of, you know, Colossians 1, 28 and 29, when he says, for this purpose I labor, you know, I think he is sharing that as a person who's serious about honoring his Savior, not as a person who is, quote-unquote, this separated man called the Apostle Paul. And certainly when Jesus was talking to his 12, I think it would be a mistake and a real very short-sighted view of Scripture to think that the command of Matthew 28, 19, and 20 was just uh, an idea that Jesus had for the immediate 12 that were around him. So, yeah, I'd say absolutely the Great Commission is a normative command given to all people that are serious about their faith and who would count Jesus as their Savior. So, Ken, of course, you know, to have not only uh, the seminary friends say that it is a command for all Christians, but to have pastors, you know, saying the same thing, I think that it really helped me sort of solidify that, you know, when you read your Bible, you know, that's the conclusion you're going to come to. And I loved his response in a couple of ways. One He's saying, you know, essentially that that we all, kind of what you were saying, that we all have a calling on our life, right? And then number two, that, yeah, that the Great Commission is a what he called a normative command for all who love Jesus. And so, yeah, getting that from a pastor's perspective is good too, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt about it. And that was a great episode, mainly because we got exposed to Todd and his church. Which, yeah, that's right. You know, they they're doing amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. They're um, they I, you know, following them on Facebook and oh, really? uh, watching their videos. And I mean, this is just a gr- great group of guys who really are fulfilling the calling on their life for sure. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Oh, that's good. It's great that you've been able to follow them some. I mean, yeah. they have great content, right? Yep, no doubt. And uh, just and they're not afraid to to tackle sensitive material, right? They're, yeah, that's they're, right. They definitely, they don't put any barriers on what they're willing to talk about yeah. for the sake of the kingdom. Yeah, that's right. And I'm just in that vein, I'll highlight a, uh, if you go to their website, they have a, a video series that they call Real Truth Real Quick. Right. And so they're just talking about, I mean, all manner of things, just like what you said. There's, yeah. And isn't that cool, by the way, that there's nothing that they're afraid to talk about in relation to, you know, that the Bible can't answer. That's right. Right. I mean, which it should be that way. If Mm -hmm. we, you know, if this, this book that we consider to be, you know, the inspired word of God, it ought to be able to address any, anything that we, that we hit it, hit it with. Right. So yeah, no doubt. And I can't remember if you remember Todd's Twitter handle, because I do recommend that people check him out, but Watermark Church, you know, you can. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can find them for sure. So yeah. So for him to go, yeah, in as much as we want, as we can be, we want to be you know, a biblically accurate church and for him to say, yeah, the Great Commission, I mean, we all have a calling on our life is, yeah, is really fantastic. So, Ken, the, uh, the last clip that we have is from episode 24 and I had our, uh, luxury, a local friend, the first person who had come into our podcast studio for an interview, my friend Dudley Callison. And of course, I, I, I bring this up because I put this on the episode mainly because you know, you and I were sort of talking about reaching neighbors and then reaching workmates and how do you share your testimony with those people. And I just uh, had seen a blog post of Dudley's that he had men- mentioned these six steps to reaching your neighbors. And so in this clip, he kind of talks about kind of how he got to that point. 
And so let's listen to it and then we'll come back and make comments about that. And then in some final uh, closing comments on the uh, episode. Really, I think when Jesus said the second great greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. I don't think that excludes people that are that we work with or that we see at the right at the health club or whatever. But I think it at least means love the people that live right around you. That's right. I mean, it might mean other people as well, but let's at least that's right. Allow it to mean the people that right. live right around us. So and if I it means anything, it means that it at least right. means that. And, uh, <laughs> and that really challenged right. me. You know, I I can honestly say that ten years ago. I couldn't name you the people that lived around me. I was on staff at a church and a neighbor across the street and a couple houses down, elderly couple and the, the old gentleman died and we'd never met him, you know, and I was serving on staff at a local church. So I thought, well, you know, I should try to find a way to be helpful to the, to the older lady who's yeah, lost her husband. Mm -hmm. So saw her out a couple of weeks later trying to start her lawnmower. And I thought, oh, this is a great opportunity. So I walked across the street and you know, went down to help her start her lawnmower and introduced myself to her. And she said, oh yeah, I know who you are. You're on staff at our church. I mean, here I'd been living wow. across the street and two <laughs> houses down. Wow. And you know, that kind of hard reality, a wake up call of these aren't just my neighbors. They're people that say they're part of the same faith community that I'm a part of. Wow. You know, so that really began to convict me about what does it mean to not just know them, but to know their story. And not just know their story, but to be able to enter into it in a spiritual way. So that just began to challenge my thinking about, have I met my neighbors? Do I mm -hmm. know them by name? Do I know anything about their story? Has their story revealed to me any way to pray for them? Because when I get to the point of praying for them by name and by story, I have entered their spiritual journey, whether they realize it or not. Oh, and, that's right. Uh, I think that's a big part of this whole yeah, simple missionality. Well, Ken, that kind of started us off on, uh, or at least gave us a kind of a push in that direction that we were already sort of talking about. But yeah, a couple of things about that episode I thought were so impactful. Of course, what we just listened to, right, that, you know, he even went through a process of not knowing his neighbors and then going, love your neighbor as yourself means anything. You know, it probably means those people that you're around, right, uh, yeah. you know, that are in your neighborhood. Now, again, it could mean other things, but it should mean that. And then he kind of, in that clip, lays out then what we talk about over several episodes, which is, you know, just get to know your neighbors by name, begin to, begin to find a way to serve them. And in doing that, you know, you're finding ways to pray for them. Even if they don't know you're praying for them, you're allowing God to enter into their lives, you know, through prayer. And of course, that kind of launched us into, okay, that's another level of this Great Commission fulfillment that, boy, you don't have to go overseas you got people that you that you just live around and that was big for us one that yeah certainly it was it's the great starting point right the people that are right next to you and i know that prompted you to start this engage 13 that's uh, right thing that was you know something that challenged me too in my neighborhood and we actually because the way our neighborhood was set up we had to figure out wait a second, this doesn't, it doesn't mathematically work on six to one side, six to the other oh, one, right. one behind you. So we kind of had to pencil that together and, and figure that out. And, uh, and still we're, I'm being challenged by that still today because we, as you remember, I have a lot of believers already around me, but you know, I had to start thinking about, well, it's okay. So engaging is still engaging, right? Finding out how to pray for them and with them, even yeah. if they're already believers, and also trying to reach those who don't know Christ yet. So it was a combination of both those things. And we're very blessed to have a great, great neighborhood, great folks around us. And then 
at that same time, again, I go back to being thankful for my church. Our, you know, at Cherry Hills, they were doing this neighbor series right at the same time. Yeah, I remember right? that. So yeah. We're going through this, all the art, kind of the, the idea of how to love your neighbor and different ways to reach your neighbors. So, it was a good time and great timing for me. And I still, you know, remind myself when I'm out in the front yard as opposed to the back, right? Yes. Spending time out there and trying to uh, engage with uh, with my neighbors. Yeah, certainly. If you're going to throw a football with a son or be out talking with your wife, you might as well be in the front yard. Right. Right. In some ways, because he just gives you opportunities potentially to to meet folks. So, yeah, that kind of launched us into, you know, some pretty cool things. So, Ken, that gets us through episode 24. What we'll do next episode is then hit the, the kind of the next five. And so, yeah, I'm again so thankful, Ken, for you and your participation with uh, with what we're doing uh, here. And I'm excited to kind of see what the next year holds. Yeah, totally. Can't, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So we'll be back with you guys uh, next week. Thanks for joining us. Of course, you can find us on Twitter. Ken is at Ken Watmore. I'm at Missions Mike. Ken had mentioned our friend Todd Wagner. His his Twitter handle is Words from Wags, W-A-G-S. I would highly encourage you to contact, get in touch with him. Part of it is if you're following him on Twitter, you're getting all the additional watermark content as well. Yeah. So Ken, we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with the kind of the next level of our kind of our two-part anniversary series. Thanks so much folks for joining us and we'll look forward to seeing you and having you join us on the next episode of the Made for Missions podcast. <laughs>